0: Greetings, this is Pastor Caleb Santos from the Christian Corner Ministries welcoming you to our podcast. It is our prayer that God's word will minister to you and help you. So, welcome to this podcast of the Christian Corner Ministry. Praise God. Amen. Well, praise God, praise God. I welcome you to this podcast of the Christian Corner Ministry. Today, we're going to talk about the bread and communion. Uh, when we think about communion, we think about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's a wonderful thing to consider. I'm not minimizing that. But the word clearly says to put do this in remembrance of him, to do this in remembrance of him. And there's a lot of things that uh, we can benefit from in communion, amen? And uh, we were discussing this uh, previously in yesterday's broadcast, and today we're going to look at the element of the bread. What does the bread symbolize in communion? When we think of bread, the first thing that comes to our mind is food. The spirit realm beyond that. When Jesus used the word bread, he compared it to a host of things. A couple points to ponder concerning communion. It was compared to his body creating a stir among the Jews. They misunderstood his message and thought he was encouraging cannibalism. And let's look at that in content. Let's look at John chapter 6, verse 50 through 52. John, if you have your Bibles, turn to your Bible in John chapter 6 verse 50 through 52. And I'm reading from the King James Version. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Now, when we think about the bread and the wine, and, and and when Jesus was talking about eating of his bread and drinking of his, of his uh, blood, we could, we immediately know his, his communion. it's communion. It's a no-brainer. It's communion. But this is the first time that the Jews were hearing about eating a man's flesh, eating um, uh, 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 eating the man's flesh, and not only that, but drinking of his blood. Now, if you were raised up in the Jewish tradition, uh, you, that would be like, "Wow, well, this this guy is really encouraging cannibalism." And one of the things that we need to see is that Jewish law forbade or prohibited uh, cannibalism. So this was they, that really blew their doctrine really off the water. I mean, that really, really blew their doctrine. Let me tell you, when you're serving God. God is going to do things that will really break down your theology, blow your theology away. I'm not saying that, you know, we embrace every crazy doctrine that comes. But a lot of times God takes us into deeper waters. See, these people were used to seeing Jesus perform his miracles. He fed the 5,000. He healed the sick. And they were following him for the miracles. But when Jesus started to go deeper and deeper and deeper, they started to say, man, this guy is crazy. But see, they missed the whole gist of it. They missed the whole message. Jesus wasn't literally talking about eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood, he was talking about a new covenant. He was talking about a new change, a new uh, a new thing that was gonna benefit them, a New Testament covenant, amen. And that's why we need to be open to the Lord. My theology, your theology is not right. We need to sacrifice our theology. Things that we think is right, maybe in a couple years from now, God will have to make an adjustment or just correct us, amen? Because we don't have it all together. We learn from each other, amen? And that was the thing that Jesus wanted to take them. He wanted to take them into a deeper relationship, deeper water. He He wanted to take them into a new covenant teaching, amen? Praise God. And let's look at another point. It was compared to healing. When you think about the bread, It was compared to healing. It wasn't just merely the broken body of Christ. It was compared to healing. The Bible says, by whose stripes we are healed. One scripture that stands out is when Jesus compares healing to the children's bread. To all who doubt and say that it's pending his will. People will say with the faith-destroying words, "If it be your will when they're at, when they're praying for healing. Let me tell you, nothing could be uh, uh, further than the truth. God's will is that his people be healed. Not only his people, but unbelievers, people who are outside the covenant. There's no difference. When you approach God in faith, he will heal the believer and the unbeliever because he's merciful. It is God's will to be healed. Amen. So I would respectfully disagree with those who teach that it has to be God's will. When you think about this, Jesus said that that healing is the children's bread. What father would not feed his child with bread, food? Let's look at it in content. Let's look at Matthew 15, 28. Matthew 15, 28. We're going to see a couple things here. Then came she, this is the woman from Canaan, and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Lord, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. A couple of things you need to understand here. The children's bread, the children's bread that is talking about here is talking about Israel, Israel was the children of God, the children of the kingdom. They had a right to healing. The Exodus fifteen, you find that He is the Lord that healeth. The covenant of healing was in the Old Testament, and He called this woman a dog. Notice this woman was from Canaan. She was she 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 was outside of the covenant, and He called her a dog. He was speaking truth his truth was strong it hit her between the the eyes but guess what she humbles her she humbles herself she said truth Lord yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table she realized the condition that she was in she realized that she had no covenant with God and she recognized her decision her, her condition. But she was persistent. She went and, and and persisted because she knew that God is a God of grace. God is a God of mercy. Amen. And let me tell you, you've got to be persistent. Just because something that is promised to you doesn't get manifested doesn't mean it's not God's will. This woman was persistent, and guess what? Jesus said, "Oh." woman greatest thy faith be it unto thee even as thou wilt. and her daughter was made whole from that very hour now let's look at the word whole okay people may say well pastor caleb it means whole it doesn't mean healing look at the word whole it comes from the greek word lyomai lyomai see the new testament was written in greek so the greek word lyomai means healing so basically The children's bread is healing. And this woman was persistent. Even though she didn't have a covenant, she was persistent. She refused to take no for an answer. And we got to do that. We got to press on and say, Lord, that's what your word says. Bring him into remembrance of his word. Amen. There's a lot that we need to know about healing. Healing is a misunderstood subject. And if you want to learn more about it, please read the book, Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. You could get it at Amazon. It's a good book. I recommend you reading it because it'll help you to understand how God's healing power works. It is compared to wisdom. In our last post, we discussed how communion will open the door for you to receive wisdom. We talked about that, that in length. You could read Proverbs 9 1 through 6. And you could listen to my podcast from yesterday. Discernment against the bread and the communion. The sermon against mixture of false doctrines. Leaven was a part of the bread that was removed before re- preparing it. The Jews ate unleavened bread, which produced bread that was flat, similar to the matzah cracker. Leaven will cause bread to rise and is symbolic of sin. Now, I'm not saying that the bread that we eat is sinful. That was just Jewish tradition. That wasn't their law. They, they couldn't eat bread with leaven. Now, God is not going to. You know, say that you're sinning because you're eating uh, 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 leaven bread. I'm not saying that, but symbolically, leaven represents sin. And the Jewish law, they were prohibited from eating leaven. They had to remove the leaven. False teaching will mislead you and hurt your loved ones in the long run. When celebrating communion, ask for the sermon against wrong teachings. There are wrong teachings out there. And we need to have the sermon because it could hurt us and our loved ones. It could hurt our relationship with God. God will not allow idols to be in this myth. Amen. He is the one true God. And Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And no man cometh unto unto the Lord but by, through him, through him, through him. He's the way. He's the door. Amen. None of the gods. Jesus is the one. He's the truth, the way, and the, and the truth, the way, and the life. Amen. Praise God. And his spirit, the Holy Spirit, will help you to discern what is true and what is not. You have to have that discernment. And when you go and celebrate communion, you open yourself to discernment. You open yourself to being teachable. You open yourself to be corrected. Amen. As I conclude my studies on the bread elements of communion, I want to call your attention to Ecclesiastes 11.1. It says to cast your bread upon the waters. This verse talks about giving. Giving is not a popular theme within the churches, but the Bible speaks a lot about giving. It's actually a way to worship the Lord, The Lord, amen? It's a way to worship God. Now, I know that giving has been mis- misused. There's been pastors that have given the body of Christ a bad name. I realize that. I, I, I understand that. But actually, giving is a way to worship the, the, the Lord. In the Old Testament, the, the, the Jews had an agricultural economy and they had to give. The Bible says that they couldn't go to the temple empty-handed. Now God had different ways of giving. Uh he would require a lamb, but there were people who couldn't give a lamb. So he provided some other method of giving that was comfortable for their for their um um for their finances for their budget amen god will work with you amen and god is a good god amen but see we need to give him of our finances now if you don't have your finances we could give them of our time we could give them uh of our devotion about prayer time there's other ways to give amen but when when you think of your tithes and when you the same thing when you give up your tithes and offerings You honor God and open a way of blessings in your life. Just think about it. Give your tithes, give your offering. The tithe is 10% and the offering is between you and God, what you want to give. Amen. And I'm not saying this so that you could start giving to my ministry. I I have my supporters God gives. God has blessed me with my supporters. I am not here to uh, uh, raise up money. Now, if you want to give to this ministry, you could go to uh, www.thechristiancorner.org and get in contact with me, and I'll give you some information. But I'm not here to uh, raise up money. I'm here to help you. Now, you could give to your church, the tithes, you could give to your charitable the charitable organization of your tithes, you'd be surprised when you start giving of your tithes and giving of your offerings, how God will open the windows of heaven. Amen. Think about this. Who would not like to live under open heaven? Because when you have an open heaven, anything goes, anything goes. You get God's best. People would equate it with money when you start to talk about the windows of heaven. And that's part of it. But there's actually more. An open heaven will create favor with others, open doors of opportunity, and you bring about answered prayers. God's covenant contains 58 promises, and they are yours under an open heaven. Many will say that I'm implying that you have to buy God's blessings. No, you don't. You don't have to buy God's blessing. God has more than enough. He doesn't need your money the truth of the matter is that god has given us all things that pertain unto life second peter 1:3 jesus brought it through uh, brought it for us through his blood he's given us all things that pertain unto life it's already given god's see, see this is how it works your life is a garden god's word is based on seed time and harvest your life is a garden like i said what you sow you will reap galatians 6:7 His promises are given as a seed and your life is a garden. So the word has seeds for you to plant. It's already been given to you, but you need to plant it into your heart. You need to confess it. You need to do what God tells you to do, amen, to activate it, to sow, to start sowing unto the kingdom, to start sowing unto feeding the hungry, to start sowing unto helping people. And let me tell you, I don't have nothing against preachers being well off and what have you. Uh, A lot of times, uh, Preachers are blessed. they just blessed because people bless them. And some of them, yes, some of them are crooked. I understand. But anytime you see a preacher with having a nice car and having all these niceties and these nice clothes, immediately people think he's stealing from the congregation. Let me tell you, the truth of the matter is Jesus was not poor. Jesus was not poor, but that's another subject for another time. Amen. We need to get out of tradition. We need to get out of bondage. Amen. That does nothing but but hurts us. Amen. When you give, you are bringing about the open heavens that waters the fruit on your garden of your seed. It allows the blessing to bring forth his promises for your life. It is the principle of sowing and reaping. So, friend, when celebrating communion, it might be a good idea to speak God's promises concerning your finances. Put your checkbook and bills on the table. As you do this with a heart of faith, you will see God move on your life regarding finances. Amen. And you don't have to wait until the church gets together. You could celebrate communion by yourself. Communion is something that you could do by yourself. Praise God. Get yourself some grape juice. Get yourself a cracker and start declaring God's promises. And let me tell you, it'll start making a difference in your life. Because let me tell you, we need to be covenant minded. Praise the Lord. Well, I see that my time has passed. Just want to let you know that I love you in the Lord. I encourage you to pray with, to pray, uh, pray with me concerning this ministry that's starting out. We have a Facebook page uh, called the Christian, Corner, the Christian uh, Corner Community Church 56, the Christian Corner Community Church 56. We have prayer. We have some Bible study from time to time. I will do a live broadcast. More than welcome to join us. Through our Facebook, we have a Twitter feed It's the word and grace Twitter feed. Amen. And uh, you can find it in my uh, website. There's a lot of ministries named word and grace, but you can find that information in my website, the Christian corner that our website and you can press Twitter and it will connect you to that Twitter feed. Amen. And we're also in LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn. Um, you, could, you could look at it uh, under monte Cristo dog that's my personal linkedin feed if you want to share with me some thoughts amen you could share there's many ways you could contact me amen so i just want to tell you that we're not only limited in the website we're, we're 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 expanding our footprint and we want you to know that we're excited to minister to you we want to pray for you so, you could contact us, but I, I would prefer that you contact us through Facebook if you can. But if not, you could go to ChristianCorner.org and you could contact us right there. We'll pray for you and we'll even talk to you. Excuse me. We'll share a word with you. Amen. Uh, if you need ministry, that's what we're all about. We love you in the Lord. We want you to know that you have the mind of Christ. Be blessed.